Chronicles, a podcast for the fans of the 1980s show, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. I'm joined today by my friends and fellow podcasters, Taya Johnston and Jen Peterson. I'm Lexi Fima. This episode was filmed and shown 16 out of 22, and it originally aired February 13th, 1987. The director was Bert Brinkerhoff, and we have talked about him before. He directed seven total SMK episodes, uh, dating back to the pilot, actually, and he has one more left, A Matter of Choice, coming up. We had three writers this time, Robert Gilmer, Tom Chehab, and George Geiger, who we've all talked about before. All of them have produced, as well as written, various episodes of Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Do You Take the Spy episode is the only one that was written by all three of them. Although Rob and George did write Stemwinder Part 1 and 2 together. As far as the guest stars, first one I'll highlight, her name is Nana Visitor, and she played Felicia McMasters. She had 74 acting credits and was born in July 1957 in New York City. Some fun facts about her, so she is 5 feet 7 and 3 fourths inches tall and a Leo. She was accepted to Princeton but kept deferring and ultimately did not attend. She is an admitted claustrophobic and at times experienced great difficulties filming in challenging costumes or filming locations. She's probably best known for her role as Major and later Colonel Kira Neeris, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, in the Star Trek Enterprise for 173 episodes from 1993 to 1999. And something else out of this world about Nana is that an asteroid discovered on April 22nd, 2001 has been named 26733 Nana Visitor in her honor. It's a small main belt asteroid, which takes 4.2 years to to orbit the sun. Other notable works outside of Star Trek, where she was a recurring character, were in Ryan's Hope as Nancy Feldman for 79 episodes, Working Girl as Bryn Newhouse for 12 episodes, Wildfire as Jean Ritter for 51, and then she was also in Family Guy and played miscellaneous roles for 12 episodes. Um, Some other smaller roles that she held on popular shows like Hunter, Remington Steele, Night Court, Doogie Howser, uh, Matlock, Dark Angel, According to Jim, Torchwood, Castle, and she was also recently in the movie Ted 2 as an adoption agent. Um, She does appear to still be active. She has two current projects that are in pre- and post-production, and she also has a handful of recent credits from the last few years. The next guest actor that I will highlight is William Prince. He had 155 total acting credits. He plays Jason McMaster Sr. in Do You Take This Spy? And he was born in January 1913, and he passed away on October 8, 1996. Um, Some fun facts about William. He was 6 feet 2 inches tall and a Libra, and he was well known for being a character actor whose popularity was due to hundreds of appearances in soap operas. He appeared in many adaptations of, as well as original plays on TV during the golden age of television, including an adaptation of Arsenic and Old Lace, in which he played Mortimer Brewster, the role that Cary Grant played in the 1944 film version. I may be said to many modern viewers, he is primarily known as a soap opera actor. He had a long-lived career spanning from 1943 through 1994, and some larger recurring parts that he had were in a 1950s TV series called The Doctor as Richard Adams for 59 episodes. He also 
played Dr. Jerry Malone in Young Dr. Malone for 47 episodes, and he also played the character Russell Berry in A World Apart from 1970 to 1971 for 325 episodes. Other notable works include parts on Armstrong Circle Theater, The Edge of Night, Hawaii Five-O, Heart to Heart, Little House on the Prairie, Simon and Simon, Remington Steel, Dallas. Final part was in Walker, Texas Ranger in 1994, after which he shortly passed away in 1996. One other actor of note um, thought that the Irish actor that played Nick, his name is James Healy, would have been more popular. Um, I really liked his character, not his character, but kind of. He had like such a redemption arc in this episode in general, reformed bad boy. Um, anyway, but he only had 23 acting credits and nothing new was added after 1996. I was a little bit curious because he was only born in January 1951, so relatively young. Um, and I did a little bit of digging to make sure he didn't die. I was a little concerned about that. I found that the lack of other movie credits or any credits on IMDb was perhaps in part due to relocating to Melbourne, Australia in 1996 in order to care for his ailing father. Mm -hmm. um, as of January 2005, his IMDb bio so that he was continuing to act, write, and produce films through his company Tri Archer Film Productions, though nothing was ever mentioned on IMDb after 1996. And I tried looking up that company as well, but didn't really find anything about it online. Yeah, he was okay. cute. Uh, he was cute. I know, he was so cute. And I thought he yeah. was really good. I really liked yeah. his acting. I thought he had really good timing. And even like his um, rapport with Lee, I thought was like spot. Yeah. And so I was surprised. What? Where was he from? Ireland. Yeah. He was Ireland. Actor. Okay. Because he had, he had an accent, but it was an English yeah. accent. So, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. It super Irish to me. So, yeah, I know. I was curious because I was like, I wonder what else he was in. I would yeah, really he was super that. cute. I, I thought that yeah. today when I was watching, I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. <laughs> he's a little short. He's a little yeah. short for me, but well, for my, my. Oh, that's right. I didn't even look up his height. Yeah, you're probably right. For me, he but he is cute. Australia didn't want to come back. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> or a spider ate him. <laughs> One of those giant spiders in Australia. And then the last two people I'll mention briefly since we have already talked about them. First is Matthew Faison, and he also appears in Waiting for Godorsky as Howard and in Playing for Keeps as Mr. Tischer. And then also Pierino Mascarino plays Franco Necci in A Lovely Little Affair. So that's what I've got for the guest stars today. He played Big Tony in this one. <laughs> Big Tony. Big Tony. Okay, the synopsis for this episode is, um, with their long-awaited wedding close at hand, a car artist from Lee's past turns up, proving to be the bane of Lena Mantha's wedding and vacation plans. He's a cute bane, though. <laughs> he is a cute little one. He was, he was definitely a bane. He was charming. He was charming, and he, he was cute. Very charming. Mm -hmm. The charming ones are always the ones getting in trouble, you know, because they can get yeah. away with it. Yeah, they can just lay it on. Definitely. Yeah. The long-awaited wedding, finally, right? <laughs> so, Pilati Prison, Ankara, Turkey, and we see the, the cute Irishman, <laughs> Nick Grant, that we later find out is Nick Grant. He is literally escaping from this prison. <laughs> I don't know how this little guy, not that he's tiny, but how he can do all these things. Like he, he's like scaling a wall with a sheet and then he's, he like knocks out like three guys, three guards. <laughs> like, down the what? Of the building. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is this possible? 
I do like how he like goes up to the guy and he's like lighting a cigarette and he blows it out and the guy's like, what? <laughs> he knocks him out. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Like a prison. The prison reminds me of the catacombs that we would describe. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't look like a very great. I can't well, imagine Turkey's, <laughs> Turkey's got a good prison system. Yeah, Jen. Right. Yep. Yeah, so he takes out two people there, and then another one comes up, and he takes him out. So he's taken three people out already. And, I I mean, do we ever find out how long he was supposedly in the prison? I don't remember that hap- that coming up. I guess we'll we'll have to find out. 10 years or something? What, how long? I want to say it was like 10 years. Oh, wow. Oh wow. But maybe I'm wrong. That would be a highly motivating factor to get out of there. My yeah. Gosh. And then we see the stuntman, I mean, uh, Nick... Uh, scale the other wall and then throw the blanket across the barbed wire which is obviously electrically charged (laughs) so good thing he did that Uh, and then he is getting he's at the top and then somebody in the guard tower sees him and then starts shooting Uh, but apparently he stinks at shooting as well as everybody else on this show so uh, (laughs) he doesn't get hit Uh, and then he gets away lucky for him totally not that guy though (laughs) Is such a stunt guy. And now we are in lovely DC. And I'd say it's probably early spring. They're at least, well, I I take that back. It was early spring in the first part where they showed the Capitol. And then they showed the agency and it's full summer. So figure, mm-hmm. go figure, right? And Lee comes in with a delicate little baby pink rose. So cute. It goes so well with her little shirt. I know it does. And she gives him a cute old nice little kiss. And then there's yellow flowers on the desk, too. I like this. They're kind of checking in with each other about how um, they've, you know, the reservations and like you can you can just feel their anticipation uh, of the week ahead that they're going to be married at the end of the week. And he's letting her know that uh, the he's confirmed reservations for Mr. and Mrs. Stetson. Oh, so cute. And then she kisses him and says, and the justice of the peace and Mary will not perform our ceremony until he meets us first. So we're going to have to squeeze that in someplace. And she's like, okay. And he goes, one other thing. And then he shows the rings and she's like, they're beautiful. And he goes, yes, they are. Now, early on, we already have some script differences. So we do have the script. It's a shooting final uh, and it is dated December 24th, 1986. So Christmas Eve, they were working those poor bastards. (laughs) Yeah, but um, Amanda's the one who actually has the uh, rings and she shows him. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit different. But um, also in the script, we find that Nick Grant's real name, his full name is Nick Nicholas Graham Grant. So NGG. He's handsome, lean, remarkably fit. His eyes have a maturity that reflect a life lived to its fullest on both sides of the fence. That's what it says. Both, Both sides of the fence. Wait, what wow. does that mean? Is that I mean what I think it means? <laughs> what does that mean? He sounds <laughs> Interesting. What does that mean? Does it mean on the fence, like on the side of good and evil? That's not how I interpret it. <laughs> Are you thinking it of it as uh, like he's bisexual? Being written by a man in the 80s, that's exactly what he meant. But I was, I was thinking, oh, he plays for both sides. Okay, yeah. Nowadays, that's what probably what it would be, right? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. So 
in the script, uh, as long as we're here right now talking about it. So Lee has the rings, obviously, in the film version. But Amanda smiles, just smiles as she reaches into her purse. And then she pulls out the the uh, ring box and it's containing two simple but elegant gold wedding bands. As Lee and Amanda both smile, clearly delighted, Lee says, they're beautiful. And Amanda says, very. A warm moment and Lee and Amanda kiss. Lee turns and checks a wall calendar behind Amanda's desk, then checks his watch. Four days, five hours, and 14 minutes. It seems like forever. Amanda gestures to her cluttered desk and the stack of folders sitting there. We can use the time to clear our desks. I've already coded the Midwest update, filed a P22 on Nick Grant, brought the Q-Bureau status log up to date, and I'm going over the... And he goes, wait a minute, Nick Grant... He's buried in a Turkish prison somewhere. Let me go on from there. Not anymore. Not anymore. He has escaped next to the stuntman. <laughs> <laughs> so in the film version, Lee's sees the files that Amanda has and he's like, Amanda, what's this? <laughs> there you know, most people would be like, Boy, they're so paranoid. Like they're so afraid some and it's like, yeah, if you had everything in your life was interrupted all the time at every corner. You would be like super paranoid too. I'm surprised they're not like walking around in bubbles right now. After, especially the week before he was injected with PD2 right. and nearly died. Like he's about to get shot. Yep. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert she's going to get shot. <laughs> yeah. They need to take vacation a week before they actually want to take Just to throw fate off. off. Just to throw fate off. That's funny. Well, so Amanda says, that's a P-22 on Nick Grant. And he's like, Nick Grant? She goes, yeah. He's like, he's buried somewhere in a Turkish prison, isn't he? She goes, no, not anymore. He came through Dulles on Saturday. Security wanted a P-22 background check on anybody who worked with him. He goes, oh, no. Nick Grant is nothing but bad news, Amanda. I sent a, she goes, I sent a copy to surveillance. Let them handle it. He goes, yeah, but you don't know. He's like flypaper. When he gets next to you, he sticks to you. Lexi wouldn't mind getting stuck to him, I don't think. He is cute. Yeah, he is. I like his, I like his personality. He's so yeah. Like, um, he's, a, he's a bad guy, but he's, he's, a, he's probably yeah, the best looking he's, bad guy they've had. Like, truly handsome bad guy, mm-hmm. I think. I need to see his face again. We'll, okay. we'll come back to this. Uh, more dark, like you like. That's true. He's got the brown hair. I do like the dark eyes, hair right? and the dark yeah. eyes, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's revisit. Let's okay, revisit okay, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> and she's like, relax, you know. He goes, I know I'm probably overreacting. I am overreacting. She's like, mm-hmm. He goes, I just don't want anything to interfere with our wedding plans. She's like, nothing's going to. And then I like how she kind of gives him a little nod, like, come here. And then they kiss. Too cute. Calm him down with some smooches. <laughs> with some smooches. <laughs> now we get to see <laughs> Diabolical Dottie. <laughs> She's she's just oh, sitting there. She's she's so cute. She's totally watching her. She's like listening to her daughter, but not really listening to her. She's like Monday. Jamie has his hair cut. Mother, he has a picture from a motorcycle magazine in his jacket pocket. So you better go with him. All right. All right. Tuesday, Mr. Pietri will be here to fix the doorbell so it doesn't sound like a strangled chicken. You remember what happened the last time Mr. Pietri was I here? I know. So. I'll hide the sherry. Yeah. Wednesday, Mr. Mr. Yamamoto, Yamamoto is coming, and he's going to be spreading the grass seed, and right. I'm supposed to keep the shepherd's cat mm-hmm. away so she doesn't chase her tail. Right. Amanda, uh-huh. that is enough of that. Well, I'm just... Amanda, I'd like you to tell me about your trip. 
Um, my itinerary is right. I have, have the flight numbers. The I, have, I, numbers. Do it. I read it. I mean, you, you have uh, leaving, blah, 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 and a bride, mm -hmm. blah, 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 and then you're going to go blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on, Amanda. Details, facts. I mean, it's boring. Oh, mother. It's boring to you, but sounds pretty good to me. I need the R&R. Oh, I, I know you do. I mean, you and Mr. Stetson have been working night and day, seven days a week. You must be exhausted. Well, Probably no. sick of each other by this time. Probably be wonderful for you to get away. It might even be very good for your relationship. Yeah, I think you're right, Mother. Mm -hmm. uh, where did you say Mr. Stetson was going? Um, well, I don't think I said where he's going. Uh, he's probably going to go fishing or something. Fishing? Yeah, probably, you know, fishing. I don't know. I wonder if he'll catch something. Fish. So in the script, they they said something about uh, Mr. Yamamoto was going to spread. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, he was going to spread snail bait. What? <laughs> like what? That's just no good, man. Especially if other animals get a hold of it. What is it? Like what? What would be? Well, sometimes it's as simple as salt, isn't it? Because snails and other mollusks they can all say dehydrate real quick because they don't have good balance. Okay. Sometimes it's salt laced with something else, but it's certainly not something you want the animal, yeah. the animal to eat. Yeah. But perhaps, yeah, that's probably what it is. We have slugs here in the Pacific Northwest. And so, yeah, if, if a slug comes in contact with salt, it's... Um, and what? Do, it's why would you want to kill the snails? What do they do? Eat your like flowers eat or something? the leaves and the plants. Okay. Yeah. All right. And apparently eat your salt. <laughs> Uh, one other change in the script, uh, instead of the Marion County going to get married in Marion County, Lee says, uh, and we have to go together tomorrow to the Arlington court and get our license. So slightly different, which seems silly. Why would they go to to Arlington? Like, that's where she's from. Like, everybody would know her and they'd be like, oh, Amanda's getting married. Dottie, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm glad they moved it out. And Marion County's a bit further out for them, so because mm -hmm. otherwise you're just kind of like leaving a major bread trail for for somebody to find it. Yeah, yeah can you guys imagine what is the least <laughs> likely thing that Lee would be doing on vacation? Like even if there was this, they weren't an item or anything, he would not be going fishing. No, no. Mm -hmm. The look she gives, she's just looking at her. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm not buying what you're putting down uh -huh. there, what you're selling. Uh -huh. <laughs> Amanda's just squirming. <laughs> she totally is. She's probably thinking Friday can't come soon enough. <laughs> I like that fish. I don't know fish. <laughs> oh, they're both in gray suits. Well, I think they both look so cute. They do. They look really nice. They, but his his is more of a taupe color, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They do both look nice. I like Billy in a three-piece suit with the vest. Mm -hmm. I always think that looks better on him. Yeah. yeah. But I do like that silver, that gray suit on Lee. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think I would have liked a more colorful tie. Yeah. But it looks nice. I don't, I don't mind the dark tie with it in this outfit because he's got the stark white shirt underneath. I mm -hmm. think it looks good. Yeah. But oh, it totally looks anything, good. There's that weird-ass statue when they go to sit down and that's sitting here in office but then what's the, with this floral picture why does billy have a picture of like a, a pink rose on his head yeah. it doesn't seem like that doesn't seem part of his vibe like, it totally like, doesn't seem like, like it car models and stuff in there I, I, what is it's, it's his softer side you know yes 
I mean, still just fixated on that statue. It really bothers Yeah, it's like a Buddha. It's like a mix between a Buddha and, like, I don't even know. It's so hard to see back there, like, what it is. But it is very odd. Very odd. Very strange. But, yeah, I've never noticed that picture. But now that you mention it, it is very misplaced. Yeah. I don't remember seeing that there before. It just doesn't even seem like anything that would be in an agency. Like, Amanda mm-hmm. wouldn't bring that into her office. Like, it right. seems out of place. Maybe Jenny, uh, maybe Jeannie uh, gave it to him to soften things up in there. <laughs> yeah, hiding something in it because no one would think like, wow. Uh, I mean, or maybe that would be a bad sign because they'd be like, why is that here? You know, you got something taped to the back or something. What's funny. the, um, is like Washington D.C. have a flower or something? Maybe it's related to the state flower or. Maybe. It's it's just like a pink rose, isn't it? It looks maybe like. Rose is the state. I know that our offices have a lot of that stuff like the. The state animal. Go ahead, you smarty. It's an American Beauty rose, and it's literally <gasps> freaking pink. Oh, look at yeah. you, you smarty. <laughs> Jen answering the question for the There we go. Whoop, whoop. That, now it all makes sense. I was trying yeah, to well, it's kind of interesting then. Yeah. I'm impressed. There. Did you Google that beforehand just so you would know? <laughs> I'm kidding. I absolutely did not know that Lexi would bring up the flower. That's really smart, though. I mean, it's still out of place, but that makes it that we're going to go with that. That that's why. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Jen, that was so insightful. I love it. <laughs> Pulled that one out of your butt. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Very nice. Okay, so Leah's doing some heavy, heavy squirming here, trying to get out of this case. He has just got this foreboding feeling of doom on him that Nick Grant is going to totally screw up their wedding plans and their vacation. And he is just doing everything he can to get out of this. And he does it the whole the whole episode. He's like, Billy, he is fast talking pain in the butt. <laughs> he goes, who will wine, dine, and bed your wife while he is stealing you blind? <laughs> he And then Billy's like, he used to go for diamonds, whatever, whatever he could sell. Lately, he's been dabbling in state papers, top secrets, which is why we've been tracking him. He didn't come to, here to see the Lincoln Memorial. He goes, no, no. So watch his women. He is after whatever they can get him close to. He goes, that's a good idea. He goes, I prefer a casual contact, though. And Lee's like, gives him the side eye. He goes, one old friend bumping into another, talking about the good old days. He goes, oh, come on, Billy. The last time I bumped into Nick Grant, I ate a 30,000 franc hotel bill and was roughed up by a team of gendarmes and charged with grand theft. He goes, good luck. (laughs) Does Billy just screw with him just for shits and giggles, you think? so this grand hotel here is should be familiar to lexi Lexi, yes because it was used in her favorite episode it was yes remember when she goes and she's like no grabbers (laughs) you promise no more grabbers he's like no no no, he's not a grabber (laughs) The 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 outside Damn. When she's going but to I meet, love, when I she's going to meet that. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when she goes to meet him for dinner, this is this is where they meet. You know, supposedly they use this as the. I will have to they use it a lot. It. They've used it a lot. It a lot. Other excuse. <laughs> 
So apparently it's in Arlington because there was a sign for Arlington. That doesn't look like something would be in Arlington, though. So they go to the front desk. I like how Amanda just kind of takes charge, you know, and she's just like, hey, you know, we're, we're here looking for Mr. Nicholas Grayson. She goes, oh, Lord Nicholas. He goes, she goes, yes, of course. And they look at each other like, are you kidding me? And he's like, yes. What room is his eminence staying in? She's like, oh, I can't give that out. But she's, she says that he can, they can find him uh, in the gold room. Lord Nicholas is attending the trade symposium. You can just see, you've seen those in, in, in real life, I think, uh, you know, in court cases and things and, and also like on SVU and stuff where the guy is just such a womanizer and he just can play women and they just fall at his feet over for anything, you know, and they don't even know him. He just seems to have that, that charisma that does that kind of like, um, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. I was just going to say, kind of like uh, the guy from um, Vigilante Mothers at the, um, uh, the yes. yeah, the guy that played in the nanny, Daniels. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> what is it, Daniel? Uh, I don't remember. I just know his character from the nanny, Nigel, Nigel Butler. Yeah. It, it's those natural, like charismatic traits that make you a good con artist. Yeah. You could use it for good, but they they use it for bad. Yeah, you use it to copy a lot of stuff, get what you want. Kind of like, uh, wasn't it Ted Bundy? Didn't he? He was like that too, I think. That serial killer. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, where he would would do that too. And it's like, ugh. I guess whatever makes them super charming also makes them super evil. I don't know. Daniel Davis. Thank you, Daniel Davis. I had the Daniel, right? (laughs) Daniel Davis. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that same where he can get women to do anything for him, but he's evil. Mm -hmm. Instead of using it just to be, you know, charming, he uses it to get away with stuff, which is icky. I did like, uh, so I know they allude to it a lot in his past where he would just, you know, swindle the wives and take the Mm -hmm. husbands, like the spouses things. I like that when we see him, he is choosing a bunch of like, you know, rich schmucky guys. Right. And when we see him interact with a woman, it's because he actually, actually genuinely likes her. Like, yes. I feel like that is part of the redemption arc of this, yeah, of this character. I would, so I, yeah. I really like him as a bad guy. Like I'm very drawn to the, to the redemption here, like that he could change because it's not true in real life. You will, I think you of all people then will like the script version, uh, the okay. ending from the script. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just because you said that makes it even more sad that it's sort of like flipped on him at the end. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's, it's interesting that Lee picks up on the fact that he believes that Nick is in love with this woman and really falling for her and not using her, you know, because yeah. especially because he's been negative about him since, you know, the start of the episode. Right. And now... As we get into this, he he picks up the fact that, oh, he really loves her. You know, I don't think he's he's using her. I think he's on the up and up, you know? Yeah. It would be easy for him to be like, oh, he's up to his old tricks. All right. So Lee and Amanda are uh, uh, going to in search for Nick. And as Lexi mentioned, he's he's schmoozing these these yuckety yucks, you know, that are just fawning all over him and eating up what he's selling, which is hilarious. I do like his tie. I think that's pretty with that blue. Yeah, he looks pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. All the more to con people in the money. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's your Nick Grant with the pocket square. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that blue that blue pops uh, really nicely on the dark suit. But yeah, these yeah. these guys are eating up what he's selling, and it's just hilarious. Hopefully, he'll uh, swindle them out of uh, a few a few zeros. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure they they've earned more than earned it. So he's going on about his professional opinion. These turbulent times could be conquered. He's like, I'm considering conducting a private seminar for those of you with sufficient motivation, interest, and money, (laughs) Lord Nicholas, right? And he's like, oh, Von Stutzen. Oh, yes. Right there, old chap. Yes. (laughs) And then he says he's Baron Von Stutzen from Dusseldorf. (laughs) And even though Lee's talking in complete English, like... (laughs) Um, in the script, it said something about, uh, I forgot what they mentioned, his Baron von Stetson, Dusseldorf Steel. Very humorous. If any of you are interested in the seminar, leave your name at the desk. <laughs> so he's in Dusseldorf and Steel. <laughs> Very humorous. So any of you interested, please leave your name at the desk. And then he, he leaves them. And then he comes over <laughs> to Lee and Amanda. He's like, so the gremlins are on my trail already. Hey, I was wondering who they'd sick on me. And then he sees Amanda and he's like, oh, I, I have to turn on my charm for her. You know, <laughs> this woman here. He's like, Nick Grant, miss. And she's like, Mrs. King. And then the look those two give each other. I mean, come on. <laughs> who are they thinking they're kidding? Right. I mean, he just looks like he just wants to eat her up right there. <laughs> it's so cute. And she kind of just gives him a shy little look like, mm-hmm. I like how he calls him Nikki. It kind of lends itself to, to believe that they were friends at some point, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, those people that they're friends with them, but you know, they're bad, <laughs> but you're friends yeah. with them anyways. You know, they're going to get you into trouble. Yeah. Now, but- yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's like, Nikki, we have to talk now. People are asking questions. He goes, well, I've got the answers, Lee. I mean, there's nothing to hide. Look, let me take take you and Mrs. King for lunch of, over a bottle of Cristal 77. And she's like, no. And he goes, all right. And then he's like, yeah, totally does. He's such it's a little so murmur. He goes, Lord Nicholas. And then he's totally smooching that woman at the front desk. He goes, in French, he said he was de Gaulle's great nephew. <laughs> and then they're both like, oh, he's running. And then, so this is cute. This, uh security guard comes over and he's like they're like no 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 so amanda shows her her id and and uh, lee takes off after him and then in the script it's a little bit different we learn his name is dick seems appropriate hold it folks flashing id nick uh dick cummings internal security and lee says look are you kidding me that's the name that they picked dick <laughs> cummings yep and it's spelled, it's spelled C-U-M-M-I-N-G-S. And Chris is me, no less. What? Wow. Dick Cummings. Dick Cummings. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Insert joke here. Lee says, look, we're in a hurry. Dick says, right. But before you leave, I'm going to have to look through your coat. Pointedly. Seems a very expensive watch disappeared off the wrist of one of our guests. Lee digs into his coat pockets. Lee says, my coat. What are you talking about? This is ridiculous. And he pulls out a watch and slaps it in the security guard's hand. Lee says, this watch is a cheap knockoff and I'm with the agency. 
to Amanda. He says, Ex- explain the facts of life to Dick Tracy, then check out Nick's room. I'm going to follow him. Amanda nods as Lee sprints for the door. And then we cut to. <laughs> That's so funny. One thing I forgot to mention, there was a scene where Lee comes back after their initial talk in the in the q bureau and amanda's on the phone and into the phone she says this afternoon that's great i'll be be by around four thanks she hangs up and lee enters file under his arm and a foul mood written all over his face amanda smiling says the seamstress has my dress finished already she says it looks wonderful sensing his mood she goes "Uh oh what's wrong and he goes exactly what i was afraid of nick grant's become a c14 hot potato Billy's got me running a W and A on the guy. Anybody know what that means? W and A? That shouldn't take long. We can work it up together, Amanda says. And then they go on from there. So it's interesting. She had to get her dress altered. Her suit, right? Because it's the actual suit in the episode. W and A. That's how it's written. W and A. I'm wondering if it was something when Billy and him were talking. Let me look and see. Pick him up and sweat him. No, I don't see it. Mm. Too heavy-handed. Casual contact, the old friend. I don't know what the W would be. Yeah. A could be, you know, a lot of things, but I don't know about W. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, a W-A. W and A. Maybe we can figure it out. That was that. So Amanda says, sorry, can't talk right now, and then takes off. (laughs) That'd be cool to have a badge that you could just get. It's like a get-out-of-jail-free card anytime, like, Nope, officer, sorry, I'm, I'm speeding for a case. Gotta go. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, we know about you, lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I mean, maybe it doesn't. Does it say, like, actually the agency on it, or is it just, like, a federal? I don't know. It's a good question. Because, like, a normal cop, you know, they're going to think, they don't. They already don't get along with federal agents, right? Right. I'm surprised. I mean, obviously, it's a show, right? But you'd think that they'd be like, I've never even heard of the agency. What is this? You know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Explain it every time, but it is Washington D.C. So I was thinking, like, yeah, Yeah, they probably are. I'm sure the the police have probably, obviously, they haven't, but you know, they've dealt with them before. Yeah. So, so Lee is in hot pursuit of Nick Grant, and we see this limo pull out, as does Lee, and he's following the limo because he's doing what he told Billy following nick grant's women and so he gets into his vehicle and follows the the limo unbeknownst to him somebody's following him in a yellow convertible we later know who it is it's um mcmasters jr which is nick grant's girlfriend's husband (laughs) what a tangled web we weave when once we practice to deceive (laughs) So Lee pulls up to the restaurant and goes in in search of Nick Grant. And as Lee's walking in, we see the convertible pull up and on the other side of the street and watch. So it's a Mercedes. Oh, it's not a convertible. It's just a Mercedes. Unless it's a hard top, but it didn't look like a hard top. <laughs> Lee goes right in. Man, they are going to town. <laughs> Nick and uh, his girl. Time. Yeah, yeah apparently he's like taking your job too seriously lee he goes i don't respond too well to being stood up nikki he goes sorry yes previous engagement uh felicia and brewster lee stetson the bloodhound i mentioned how do you do 
That's a very lovely wedding ring, Mrs. Ann Brewster. She goes, yes, I'm married. And no, Ann Brewster isn't my real name. But then that's none of your business, is it? Or the government's. He goes, I hope not. Well, Nikki, you bring her up to date on everything, including Turkey. She goes, everything, including Turkey. He goes, oh, like, okay, good. I love Nikki for what he is now. He goes, well, that's very lovely, too. But some people remember who he used to be. You know, Nikki, there is still that pesky extradition treaty with Turkey. I think it would be a lot easier if we talked about it here. And then he gives his girl a kiss and she goes to powder her nose. Oh, aren't they nice? Lee gets up and then Nick gets goes to stand up and he shoves him back down and then <laughs> makes him scooch back over. He's like, well, well, well. He goes, Nikki, I don't have the time or the interest to be sweet or delicate. Who are you planning to rip off here in D.C.? He goes, no one. I'm retired, Lee, permanently. Nick, who's the woman? More importantly, who's her husband? Why? Because she's a woman. She can't have her own money, <laughs> which in this case is true. But still, he How goes, is he supposed to have been back? I, I was thinking that, Jen. Yeah. Well, he came through on Saturday. No, because in the script, he says something to the effect of uh, that she's all I could think about when I was in that cell. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was already second chance lovers. Uh, Yeah. Even more. She doesn't strike me as a person to like. Yeah. Be patient for him. I know. Well, Well, remember what we said. The people that are the evil ones that are playing the long game, you know, they're the ones who are the most effed up. Yes, and most evil she seems to be playing that but i don't think and i have i can't remember i don't believe they really say anything about how long they've known each other in the film version but definitely in the script he man, makes a mention of you know him thinking about her and getting him through all well, those lonely nights for him not being in prison in turkey that long then yeah I mean, just like a couple of years or something yeah well that's a long time but yeah i see what you're saying not 10 years like yeah yeah like you had originally thought yeah <laughs> but see at 13 16 he looks really handsome there he's kind of like a poor man's uh pierce brosnan back in the heyday yeah, i was just gonna say he reminds me of him a little bit yeah He's like, I don't want to embarrass her. Let's go for a walk. I'll have the maitre d' entertain her. He's like, all right. So he's, Lee's picking up that, you know, he's, he's serious. He goes, very nice that Mrs. King of yours. He goes, don't start. She's divorced. He's like, ah. (laughs) So Nick was already picking up on them being just more than partners. As they're walking outside the restaurant, we see McMaster's on the phone with somebody and then he pulls away. Now, They're walking toward the back of the the building and he's explaining to them that he's he doesn't want McMasters to find out about their relationship until they've been able to talk to him. And he's like, oh, right, because you're so worried. You stay up late worrying about that, you know, that for that guy, like at least seeing right through this guy and saying, no, I don't believe it. You know, you're not that type. You know, you you don't care about the the husbands, you know. Mm -hmm. And never mind, never mind that. Do you see the sign behind them that says manicure and pedicure $12? Oh, oh my gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God. I, I pay more in tip for than that. <laughs> Forget the love triangle. I want to go back to 80s prices. Like, um, yeah, but <laughs> did they have acrylics back then? I don't think I could survive without that. <laughs> I don't know what Phil's means. I would assume it's something like 
like that, but fills were fifteen dollars. <gasps> oh my goodness! Medicare and pedicure were twelve dollars. I mean, it had to have been that really bad, isn't it? Like M MDA or something like that. It's like the really bad kind that they don't allow anymore. Oh, I, I don't know. know. Probably <laughs> that causes cancer or something. Oh because no! Nails, they look like they could be acrylic. I mean, those things are like yeah. She's always got really long nails, and they're always like very. Perfect. They're like always the same length and everything. Yeah. It's not MDA. It's MMA. Methyl methacrylate. Oh, wow. I'd never even wow. heard of that, Lex. That's when do they stop cool. using it? They they haven't. You still have it on your nails. <laughs> <laughs> I have an appointment on Sunday for mine. <laughs> it's fine. I just was curious. I'm Googling it. I'm hoping it, they stopped using it. It is banned. Okay. But the FDA doesn't check cosmetics before they hit shelves. Oh. So irresponsible nail salons are still getting their hands on it. It's now banned oh. in more than 30 states. Oh, my God. That's Jeez. awful. I guess you have to ask. Oof. They might not tell you. And they might not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> that's scary. I mean, but is there a manicure and a pedicure for 12 bucks? Yeah, that's crazy. I pay, I pay 100 <laughs> I pay a hundred and twenty bucks every three weeks. A my fills, my acrylic fills, my pedicure with shellac, and the tip. <laughs> yeah, inflation, I, I baby. Do, I do shellac, um, fingers and toes, and I think mine is like with tip, maybe like eighty. Yeah, it's the fills. Um, they take a while. They take a lot longer. Twelve dollars. Wow, that's crazy. So the guys are in the back of the restaurant now at the, where the dumpsters are, and uh, they're talking. And he's like, uh, "You are going back to Turkey." And then all of a sudden, gunshots ring out, and Lee hits the ground. You can tell he was hit. Uh, he was hit in the side, and he's right in front of the dumpsters, kind of a sitting duck at this point. And uh, Nick redeems himself, and he pulls him in and helps him. And then he leaves them from there, though. <laughs> so he kind of redeems yeah. himself, but not really. He slithers behind the dumpster. Yeah, and off. then get, goes away. <laughs> the snake that he is. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so you, you got to wonder who who's actually the one shooting. But as Lee says, there's like a hundred husbands out there that, you know, have a price on his head. <laughs> So it could be any number of them. But poor Lee, he just got shot. What? How's, how's the honeymoon going to go now? <laughs> that is he not good. <laughs> He's going to have to be very, Amanda's going to have to be very delicate with him. Yeah. <laughs> Lee comes in and he is not happy. He's like, I warned you about Nick Grant, didn't I, Billy? He's like, calm down, Scarecrow. Dr. McJohn told you to go easy. He goes, yes, yes, he did. But nothing is cracked, so don't worry about it. It's only a scratch. He goes, you sure he didn't set you up? He's like, oh, no, it's not his style. He dragged me out of the line of fire. He goes, and then what the hell's going on? What was the shooter after you or Nick? He goes, Nick, he's on the hit list of at least 100 husbands. <laughs> he goes, then the woman must be the key. He's like, yeah. He goes, Billy, he seems to be falling for this one. I don't think she, he's using her. This is kind of funny. Billy says some habits are, are hard to break, especially the bad ones. Well, in the script, and then Francine walks in, in the script, it's kind of funny. Amanda was originally supposed to be in this scene. 
but she's not, unfortunately. Uh, and so as Billy says, some habits are hard to break, Scarecrow, especially the bad ones. And then Amanda and Francine enter. Francine's got a large manila folder and some surveillance photos. And Francine says, that's the best entrance line I've ever had. And how's this for a bad habit? And then she reads the paper. Van Gogh, Monet, Cezanne, Rembrandt, Bruegel, and Titian. And... At last appraisal, valued at over $16 million, Lee and Billy exchange confused looks. What are you talking about? She goes, the pot at the end of Nick Grant's rainbow, Jason McMaster's art collection. And then it goes on from there. But I like how she's like, hey, that's the best entrance I've ever lead, you know, lead into my entrance I've ever had, (laughs) that she's a bad habit. She's like, well, so in the film version, which I do like her in the green and I like kind of like her hair. Yeah, the makeup looks really pretty too. Love the outfit, love the hair. The hair mm-hmm. looks so pretty and so soft. I'm obsessed. Really you know, great. is there ever an episode where somebody's not wearing a brooch? I swear, in this, <laughs> you would somebody watching this would think that the '80s was all about brooches, but I don't remember a lot of people wearing them. Do you guys? Hmm. Or well, sorry, looks. Yeah, Jen. Kind of, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I only had like one or two, but the way they wear them, it's like it's. Every outfit has some, has one. <laughs> I don't think younger people were, but I do think adults were. Yeah. I remember, like, my mom and grandmother had them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I just said. All of oh, my, okay. Like, my nana and grandmas, they, they all had. Yeah? They had a big collection of brooches. How funny. That's funny. I remember in, like, when I was in my teens, I would have, you'd have, like, a button-up, you know, and then you'd have a brooch right there, like a you know, more, it was more gothy look, you know, not really goth, but you know what I mean? I remember getting them as gifts, I think, from my mom and being like, dude. Really? Dude. <laughs> I love it. So dude. I, I still have some of them because we don't get rid of them, but. Oh yeah, my gosh, that's hilarious. Wearing, I'm not wearing like a pen on my shirt. <laughs> so apparently Jason McMasters is well-connected, rich, his wife is best friends with the the first lady i mean just you know well to do obviously and if they have 16 million dollars in art chances are uh they're loaded yeah billy's like what's the connection with grant and and francine's like his girlfriend i chased down the plates on her limo she's mrs jason mcmasters jr ever since jr lost his cushy foreign service assignment for mixing cocktails and foreign policy they have uh, been staying here <laughs> but at the end of this they show the layout of the property and it's humongous mm-hmm. expensive art and nick grant sound familiar he goes yeah you better get the fbi on this before something happens he goes we will but i want you and amanda out there also he goes well, wait a second he goes billy i'm not gonna he goes the president will appreciate it <laughs> And then Francine goes, oh, boy, that's tough luck. You got your vacation all set. And then here you are up to your hind end in big time crime. I suppose Amanda could go there first and then you could go at later. I mean, you're not inseparable, are you? And he gives her the most evil look possible. That's so cute. Okay, Lexi, Miss Fashionista, is the belt clear and it's showing the green or is it green, exactly green to match that? take out the captions it looked clear to me the back showed it and looked clear (laughs) (laughs) although the buckle part is green but the other part looks like it's uh, like clear 
When she turns around. Yeah, that's what I saw in the back. When she turns around, it looks clear. I do love her hair and makeup, though, there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it could be the patent, like, green, but maybe it is clear. But the buckle itself is. It's clear because the shirt, the shirt line. You can see right to the shirt line when she turns around. You're right. Okay. But the buckle part is green. Yeah. In the front. Well, yeah, you can see her button right through it, like the button with the line. So yes, clear, clear, okay. clear, 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 clear. Okay. So in the script version, remember Amanda's there in this scene as well, and mm-hmm. Lee and Amanda exchange a look. Francine smiles, and Francine says, "Tough luck, kids. Vacations all set, and you're up to your hind ends and big time crime." Testing them, she says, although I suppose one of you could go now and one of you later. You're not inseparable. And Amanda says, right, Francine, we're not. Then she turns to herself. She says, yet. (laughs) (laughs) Put a ring on it. Mm -hmm. Francine just loves the stick. Oh, she totally does. I love that look he gave her. Like, I will kill you with my bare eyes. (laughs) Just staring at you. I can burn a hole in you. So Lee and Amanda pull up to the McMaster's uh, estate and get out and there's cop cars all over and he's like, I have, why do I have a sinking feeling about this? And then they go inside and the McMaster's, the, the father and the son and his wife are fighting and he's going to kill his wife. <laughs> he's, he, we, we, we are gathering that. Uh, she had Nick Grant at the house, unbeknownst to all of them, and that now there's art missing uh, from their walls. And uh, they are rather ticked off about it. That's pretty bold of her. Very bold. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She turned off the security system and brought him up, and then she supposedly uh, brought him home, uh, uh, walked him out at 6 a.m. So the husband is really, really pissed. And the father-in-law is trying to calm him down. But he raises his hand like he's going to slap her. Mm-hmm. And it would have been more than a slap because he was really whining back. Yeah. He goes, tell me he drugged you, cast a spell on you, for God's sakes. And she's like, I can't tell you what isn't true. And then he goes to hit her. He goes, Jason, I said stop. And then Amanda and Lee come in. Amanda's got her little tennies on. That's so cute with her suit. Mm-hmm. I do like her suit. You know, as a more tailored look for her than those damn sweater vests. <laughs> yeah, there's little worse than her in a sweater vest. But yeah, she does. She looks like um, like an agent. Looks, looks like an agent. Yeah, yeah she looks like an agent. Mm-hmm. So they come in and they're like uh, awkward, <laughs> having a family uh, argument here. And she just looks. Felicia just looks so like forlorn and like oh you know i just got taken advantage of and ugh, barf and mcmasters is like oh how do you do this is my son and his wife you know like all about pretenses you know and how they appear in in front of people it's so ugh. (laughs) and he's like this is uh his wife and he's like yes we've met (laughs) so amanda shows a photo of nick grant and then Jason shows it to his wife and she's just like, oh, and looks down and it's just so contrived and ridiculous. She's embarrassed. She's like, you talk to him, Mr. Stetson, you know how he feels. 
He couldn't have done this to me. He goes, Mrs. McMaster's Nick Grant never left a lady behind who wouldn't have died to defend his honor. Oof. She goes, yes, we slept together. But all night. I left, I let him down the back stairs at six this morning. He didn't do it. We were having sex all night. <laughs> like rub it into oh the God. husband. He can go all night unlike my husband. <laughs> <laughs> And then he says, you were sated by this man and we're, and we're sound asleep. <laughs> so you got off and then fell asleep. <laughs> or maybe he did drug you. In any case, he had hours to move the paintings. And then Lee's like, but nobody saw him do it. He goes, my people uh, patrol for intruders. They don't check inside the house when we're home. And she cleared his car through the gate. She's been remarkably helpful. I want to memorize his face because I am damn sure going to kill the miserable pig. So it's assumed, right, that McMaster's is the one who shot Lee, right? Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Or he had someone do it, but he was there, so. Yeah. Wow. McMaster's is probably like crapping himself right now. Like, oh, crap, I shot a federal agent. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's pretty serious. Yeah. I do like how Amanda's like, reacting to McMaster's grabbing his wife and pulling her through and roughing her, you know, kind of being rough with her. And Amanda's kind of mm-hmm. looking like, uh, shouldn't we intercede here? Like <laughs> this yeah. is not, this yeah. isn't good. I like how she's reacting to it instead of just being like, Oh, that's fine. You know, nothing, nothing to see here kind of thing. You know, it's quite the mm-hmm. opposite. And she's like, uh, shouldn't. And she kind of looks at him like, Hey, and he goes, don't worry. She's safe. <laughs> So Lee goes to make a phone call back to the agency. And then he's just saying, but if he's telling the truth about being in love with Felicia, we, we can clamp a news blackout on the robbery. We, he just might turn up looking for her. But anyway, Billy, this just doesn't seem like agency business to me. He goes, then we'll just leave it to the Virginia cops. He goes, great. Yeah, that's a good decision. He goes, I'm glad you think so because you and Amanda are going to be helping. He's like, What? He, he just like gets him on the hook and lets him off and then <laughs> snags him back again. <laughs> Poor Lee. He's playing with his emotions. He's like, no, wait a minute. That off assignment mode is our vacation time, Billy. He goes, our vacation? I'm sure that was a coincidence. Or is there something you want to tell me? He's like, no, no, there isn't. <laughs> he so goes, sweet. okay, now listen. The sooner you help the Virginia cops find him, the sooner the two of you will be able to go on your trip trips he goes yeah (laughs) i love how they screw with them it's cute so look they're not going to cut who are they talking about cutting who loose because lee comes up to her and says look they're not going to cut him loose for about an hour let's use the time it's only 12 miles from here to marion and she says justice of the peace so who are they who are they going to cut loose it's not like they have nick grant there i'm confused Um. In the script, did it indicate that Nick had gotten arrested or no? No, he didn't. Hmm. Not at this point. I, I thought it was Mc, is it McMaster, but yeah. I don't know that he shot at him and he yeah. didn't have anything to hold him for unless it's domestic violence. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. kind of weird. I was just wondering who they were talking, who he was talking about. But anyways, it's cute how they're, they're you know, making time to, uh, and, and super, it seems like they're super excited about it too. You know, and they're yeah. like, let's go. And they're holding, they're, they've got their arms around each other. It's kind of cute. Yeah. They're at the justice of the peace because they said in the beginning that he wouldn't marry them unless they met with them prior to the wedding. So mm-hmm. that's what they're here for. <laughs> and Mrs. Bowman is 
hilarious. Um, <laughs> however, in the script, she wasn't Mrs. Bowman. She was, hold on. Oh, uh, just going back. So uh, as they, as LeMond and Lee were walking into the house, as they walk toward the viewing room, Lee grinds his teeth. I'll get him for this. He's going to cost me my marriage. And Amanda says, it's only Wednesday. We've got two whole days to wrap this up. He goes, two days. One time in Taxco, I rescued the Akadi's daughter from Nick and wound up spending six weeks on tortillas and water. <laughs> Poor Lee. <laughs> He's had such a rough time with Nick. <laughs> no frijoles? <laughs> So you just had tortillas and water? That was it. Tortillas and water. <laughs> Mrs. Bowman in the script was Mrs. Bachman. B-A-C-H-M-A-N-N. Oh. Yeah. Bowman seems better. Yeah. But Tagsworth is still Tagsworth, the magistrate. So, And it is Marion County, Virginia. So they got their... Okay, so they must have gotten their license from... Because in the script it had the license getting uh, picked up from Arlington. Yeah. I assume they were getting married in Arlington too, but it makes sense now. In the script, it's still Marion County. It was just the license they were picking up. So they're sitting there waiting. They look so cute there. They're waiting to, to see the magistrate and Mrs. Bowman like slips her note out and looks at it. And she's like, Byron and Jennifer. <laughs> he goes, no. She goes, no, Lee and Amanda. We just need to see the, the honor for a second. She's Marguerite Bowman. She's a little ditzy. Why is she giving him the, like, staring at him? (laughs) I don't know. He's, like, all paranoid. He's, like, is there a problem? She goes, I don't see any problem at all. (laughs) It's kind of weird. It is weird. And then she's, like, oh, are you going to be wearing a gown? She goes, like, a nice suit. She's, like, good, because they have a 10-foot train, some of those ladies, (laughs) trying to fit it, put it on in the bathroom. He's like, Mannheim Dorf. And she's like, nope, Stetson King. So the other couple is a little late for their wedding. Just a teensy bit late, Mr. Tagsworth. <laughs> Lee and Amanda are here for their preliminary. And then she like shoves them together. They want Friday. He goes, who doesn't? She goes, I penciled them in for 530, your last slot, and then shoves them back together again. <laughs> so I always wondered about this. I thought it was kind of like a double meaning thing here. He's like, are you sure you want to have it on Friday? And they both go, what's wrong with Friday? And they had recently been moved to Friday from Thursdays to Friday. So I always thought that they were doing like, what's wrong with Fridays kind of thing. Maybe. That's an interesting thing. In the script, it was only Lee who says, what's wrong with Fridays? But as he explains, you know, you've worked all week and you're tired. And, uh, you know, by the end of the week, you're just drained. And is it really, do you really want to get married? you know, have this special occasion on at the end of when you're exhausted. But yeah, that's, I always wondered that from, from when it first aired, I always wondered that like, oh, I wonder if they mean, if they were saying it that way because of that they had just moved recently to Fridays. Yeah. Were there any commercials that sort of insinuated that piece a little? Like, we're moving to Fridays or that would link it up or not? They definitely moved to Fridays. Yeah. No, I mean, were the commercials... Yeah, there was a commercial that they had uh, when she said, oh, what are you doing on Friday? He goes, well, what are you doing? There, there was a commercial mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, and you think it connected to this? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. I always wondered if they, they had it as a double meaning, like, you know, like, what's wrong with Fridays? But then also, what's wrong with Fridays? Like, we just got moved to Fridays. There's nothing wrong yeah. with Fridays, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered that. Totally could be wrong, and, and it they didn't have any 
intent for that, but that's what I kind of gathered from it too. That's really cute. I, I'm going to go with the fact that that's how, that's okay. Good. Happened. Let's do that. It's like breaking the fourth wall. Too. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of, <laughs> I just thought it was kind of fun. Like what's wrong with, yeah. what's wrong with Fridays? I like that. He goes, well, you've been working at some sort of job all week. You're bushed. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it could just be that they were like, you know, this is our day and we're getting married. You can't change it now. Kind of thing. He's like, right. I hope you've given this more thought than Mannheim Dorf. <laughs> We're very sure we have reservations. He goes, at the end, she's like, yes. He goes, I fill that place up on Fridays. Try to get an extra towels then. <laughs> he's something. He is. It's it's really cute. <laughs> the whole, he's trying to, he's going, okay, fill this out. And then he goes to hand it to her and she goes to take it and he pulls it back. And then he does it again and she tries to get it. And then the third time she like pulls it from him. <laughs> So then Mrs. Bowman puts her head in and says, Mannheim Dorfer here. He goes, late for their own wedding. Think about it. <laughs> they just look at him like, no. In the script, they're a little more emphatic. They're like, we won't be late. We will be here on time for our wedding. You know, we will. They were like, we will be here. <laughs> so now they're, they've used this in Savior, this, this whole fence line here, this estate. Uh, I, I believe they use that. This is just out of memory. I could be totally wrong, but I'm almost positive that's what it was. And so we have this beautiful Porsche. Do you like that one, Jen? Yeah, sure. I like them all. I know. That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got this gorgeous Porsche that she's driving and uh, Lee and Amanda are behind her. And they're like, we didn't even have to wait 10 minutes. So she's already like, you know, on her, they, they, they are pretty sure she's on her way to see Nick. And Amanda's like, I don't suppose she could just be taking it out for a spin. He goes, well, let's just make sure she's meeting Nick before we call on the law. She goes, we are the law. <laughs> they laugh. He goes, don't remind me. I love the little looks they give. That is a cute little Porsche, though. Yeah, they're fun to drive. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So they pull up to a kind of no-tell motel uh, and uh, watch her get out. And sure enough, he goes, we should have had a little more faith. She goes, call the state troopers. He said, no, not yet. I want to clear up a little matter of the skin I'm missing along my ribs. Besides, Nikki gets skittish when he sees uniforms. Oh, poor guy. And he has to get out of that little car. (laughs) I like when Amanda plays this maid. She's so funny. She's like made <laughs> can't do it gotta do it now <laughs> going off duty he goes can you come back please she goes can't do it going off duty gotta do it now so then he comes through he goes all right where did you go and then lee pops up he's gonna ask you the same thing and then she's like he doesn't know where he didn't know what was going he didn't take the art he goes yeah well after i saved your butt as i recall i got out of there he didn't want to go back to turkey to, to the turkish Pokey, he called it. So not even a minute later, the Virginia State Police pull up and uh, they've got him all covered. He goes, you know, Lee, I think you're losing your perspective. A quiet little shack up didn't used to concern the state police. And they're like, out of the room, keep your hands up in sight. They had a chopper up and they, he goes, you followed us? I told you, wait for our call. He goes, shows you can't trust anybody these days. And then they open up the, the Nick's car and find, it looks like a Rembrandt. And he's like, I, it's not, I didn't know it was in there. So now we're back at the agency and Lee's with Billy and he's saying, again, he's defending Nick, which 
would be easier for him not to defend him. Yeah. But he is. And he's saying he was surprised to see that art in there as, as much as they were. Well, she's counting on no one defending Nick. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad that he does. Mm-hmm. I feel like this goes back to, you know, when you join Lee's family, the, the, the ticket in is you got to save his life. You know, <laughs> like, n- not that Nick's in his family now. Yeah. He's back. Like, that's how you, that's how you get the Lee loyalty. If you save his life, yep. you're in. You're in for and life. he's had his <laughs> life saved so many times by people. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so funny. It's like, damn, he really has, he's like a cat with like a hundred lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he inspires the loyalty for sure. Yeah, I'd be loyal to him. I would too. I think pretty much anyone. (laughs) I'd do anything for him. (laughs) I'd do anything to him uh, for him. Oh Lord, he goes. Look, Nick is was a pro. He goes is was a pro. All right. So he believes that he's retired. He goes, now he's not going to steal a fortune of oils when and then sit 10 miles away. He goes, but he was, oh, it was Van Gogh. Shoot. Was it Van Gogh? Yeah, it was Van Gogh. Damn it. He goes, but there he was with the Van Gogh. He was surprised as I was. And Billy's kind of surprised that he's defending him. He goes, you're saying he was set up? He goes, you bet he was. By someone who wants to see him behind bars. Then get their wife back. He goes, Jason McMasters Jr. He goes, bingo. A bucket that holds water. Besides, his old man hasn't given him a piece of the family fortune yet. He goes, right, right. And guess what? If Jason needs cash, that means a top fence. Now, if we find him, we can use him for bait. He goes, look, Nick knows every fence in town better than anyone. Now, he can open a lot of doors, but he can't do that sitting in a jail. He goes, I've got a better idea. Why don't we bring in McMasters Jr. and shake him up? He goes, but because if he's smart, he keeps his mouth shut. Those pictures disappear. Now we've got to play this game and I want Nick on my team, Billy. So Billy's like, all right. So he's got to, he's got to spring Nick out of jail now. And then the two of them are going to concoct some type of scheme. Boy, Lee's really in pain, man. He keeps rubbing his side there. Mm-hmm. I'm really concerned about him on the wedding night. <laughs> Poor guy. Exactly. I'm sure he's already proven his prowess. I know that the, the uh, that's true. <laughs> Not in this gr- crowd. You you are speaking <laughs> to the choir, preaching yeah. to the choir, my friend. <laughs> You'll just have to be creative. Yep. <laughs> Amanda will have to do all the work. <laughs> oh, uh, and and actually, uh, it comes up in the the scripted version too. I'll, I'll make sure to read that part. So they're at the hotel now and Lee and Amanda are, are waiting. There's yellow flowers on the table in front of them. Amanda says, aren't you a little nervous with Nick off his leash like this? He goes, no, now listen, don't worry. Big Tony is the only fence in town that has got enough juice to handle the McMaster's art. Nick will have to make the first contact alone. I don't think he'll wander off. He needs us as much as we need him. And then speak of the devil, he comes in and he goes, if anybody asks, in case anybody asks, you're the Ross from Newport. (laughs) He goes, oh, what happened to the Detweilers of Philly? He goes, oh, come on, give me some credit. Big Tony's just been to Philly. (laughs) He's looking you over right now. That ring Amanda's got on her hand, one, ill fit. It's an ill fit on her. It's so big on her, but it's huge. (laughs) 
Uh, Lee's got a wedding ring on too. It's kind of fun to see him with rings on. But yeah, her ring's yeah. big. She plays with it. You'll be able to see it um, when she's talking to Big Tony more. She like plays with it and it's like, sometimes when my hands are cold, mine will do that. It'll just like flop over to the side. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so loose. Hers is like that though. Big Tony is the fence and he's watching them. This is the guy who played uh, Franco Necci in A Lovely Little Affair. He's also Big Tony. <laughs> Big Tony. So Nick's like, Big Tony's watching you right now and, and sizing you guys up. He's uh, looking to see, you know, to, to arrange a private showing. And they're like, oh. And Lee's kind of like, all of a sudden kind of stiff. And he's like, uh. <laughs> he goes, the clincher is your incredible offer of one of your Thai Picassos. We'll make him a present of it. She goes, he's going to spot a phony Picasso. He goes, do you happen to have a genuine Picasso in hand? He goes, hell no. He goes, no, we'll just borrow one. <laughs> and then Lee and him are in his car on, on the beltway here. And he's like, uh, how do you propose we borrow a Picasso, Nick? <laughs> he goes, it's a lot easier than getting your hands on the crown jewels. He goes, that was different. We had the prime minister's cooperation. <laughs> These guys have some history. Yep. So they are at the museum and they're, they're trying to get the con this guy out of Picasso, Picasso just to borrow it. They're, they're giving him a story that the White House wants it and that uh, they're, they're trying to uh, smooth things over with a certain Latin American dictator <laughs> whose, whose country has uh, known for cigars. And the guy's like, oh. <gasps> I like how they work together in this part. It's it's actually kind of cute. Yeah. They play each other, play the guy really well. We don't have time for this, he says. Can I use your phone? Can I use the phone? He's like, who's he calling? He's like, Covert Maine, this is Branch One, please. Look, I don't want to ramrod you out of here because you're doing your job, but we are on a very tight schedule. Ramrod it out of here? He goes, this is... <laughs> we got a clot in the bloodstream. <laughs> He goes, what's he doing? He's like, the White House wants the Picasso there within the hour at any cost. He goes, no, 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 not termination. He's one of ours. And he's like, just some plumbing will do. It's funny. He, he speaks in an American uh, accent in this part. It's kind of fun to, to hear it. He goes, uh, hello? He goes, that Davis kid on the desk again. He put me on hold. He goes, look, I said you could have the painting. I just want to know why. He's like, all right. And then he hangs up. You leak to anybody. You will be leading guided tours at Mount Rushmore by the weekend. He goes, during the Camelot years, no one, not one word came out of me about the private Rubens showing at the White House. He goes, the president wants to melt some ice between us and a very important Latin leader. And he, Nick goes, I can't give you his name. You understand. <laughs> but his country exports one hell of a good scar. And then he's like, oh. And this Picasso, it's uh, it's his favorite painting. And he's like, that is amazing. He goes, the White House wants to use this private showing as an opener to some other issues. Now, it is so important that the president will probably want to thank you personally. And he's like, oh, my word. I had no idea. I'll have them box a piece immediately. And then he leaves. Oh, I love that Monet on the wall there. It's pretty. And then he leaves and they high five each other. <laughs> the phone was a very nice touch. And he's like, hmm, well, I particularly liked your Mount Rushmore threat. Very good. He goes, we do get better with age, don't we? And then they high five. 
It's so cute. <laughs> Two charming men. Yeah. See, I guess you can use charm in a good way and not for evil. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lee and Amanda are now in a limo. And they're waiting for Big Tony to get the Picasso. And Lee's freaking out a little bit. He's like, you know, having like a panic attack. She's like, calm down, calm down. He's like, you're right, you're right. He goes, after all, he's in love, right? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, and he knows if he double crosses me, (laughs) he will rot in that (laughs) Turkish hellhole for life. She goes, now look. He goes, well, we'll just relax. And uh, everything is going according to plan. She goes, except that he's 20 minutes late. He goes, I'll kill him. (laughs) Then they're back at the agency in the Q Bureau. And then they're both pacing. They're freaking out. <laughs> I would be freaking out. Oh, uh, yeah. Risky move. Risky, risky. It's super risky, but it's also their their wedding is... I know. Right around the corner. They're what a $2 freaking, million painting? I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you think Billy knows what he did? No. I know. I don't Not think so chance. either. <laughs> Not a chance. He totally went rogue on that one, I think. They're trying to figure out, like, does Big Tony know? You know, why ha- why hasn't Nick given him a sing- signal? You know, what's going on? And no, the police have completely buried Nick's arrest, so there's no worry there. He goes, there's no way. You know, it is possible that Nick couldn't get a signal out, she says. He goes, it's possible. Anything is possible. But let's face it, Amanda. Nick is a thief, a basic coward, and a womanizer. She goes, look, we got to stay calm. Now we have 24 hours before the museum expects their Picasso back. He goes, oh, yeah, well, I don't want to stay calm because the man is totally screwing up our wedding plan. She goes, you're right. There's absolutely no reason to stay calm. He goes, yeah. And then the phone rings. And it's Nick. And he goes, miss me? He goes, just where the hell are you? He goes, I just picked up myself some really nice set of wheels. He goes, where's the Picasso, Nick? He goes, Ali, you sound ticked. And she's like, hi, Nick, it's Amanda. He goes, he sounds ticked, doesn't he? (laughs) She goes, oh, no, we're just a little worried about that $2 million painting you disappeared with. (laughs) No, 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 it's fine. Big Tony will take care of it. I just set you up with him for our first meeting on the yacht. He'll be outside the Orion Club. So he's like, I just had a little chat with Felicia. Jason's at the house. So I'm going for a little talk. Man to man, like. Big Tony just confirmed it. We're all set. He's going to talk to him. And he's saying that Big Tony confirmed that McMasters was selling the art. Mm-hmm. That, that McMasters stole the art, rather. He's getting played like a fiddle. She's like, oh, yeah, Jason's, you know, out. So he's out of the house. So come on over kind of thing. And he's going to go there and talk. Uh-huh. I never figured that out. Because the senior McMasters comes out with a shotgun and the son is sitting there dead with a bullet in his head. So, and Nick didn't do it. So was it Felicia that did it and no one saw her do it? Good question. I'm thinking it through now. I think so. She she killed him and then set, set up Nick for it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I gathered from it. Because the father wouldn't kill his son. There was nothing for him to... And he he didn't use a shotgun on the guy. So it had well, to have been she, her. She knew that he was going to possibly talk to Nick because Nick had found out. So the only way to stop that would be to kill him. And and at the same time, setting him up for murder. Mm-hmm. Man, she is yeah. just a witch. She really is. She's like Eva from... Yes. Right? Ava? Ava? Or what was Ava. From season one? Yeah. yeah Ava. So Kate's got on t- white tennis shoes with that black outfit there. <laughs> she she is a creature of comfort, I swear. Yeah. You got to love it. Cuz now Amanda's coming up 
uh, Lee and Amanda heard a shotgun and they, they get over to the pool area and McMaster's is there and Nick's got the gun in his hand. I'm sorry, let's do a public service announcement. If you ever come upon somebody who's been murdered, don't pick up the weapon, okay? Just don't do it. Just leave it there. Like, kick it out of the way if you need to, but do not pick it up, people. I don't know why they do that. I know. It's like, dude, you just got your fingerprints all over it. And, of course, someone's going to walk in and see you holding it anyway. So that's just Murphy's Law. (laughs) I think are, we're all in agreement she killed him, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because McMaster's is there with a big old shotgun. And then there's a handgun right by the body. So it had to have been her. She's mm-hmm. evil. And Nick has his hands up. And uh, McMaster's has a gun on him. And she's looking all again all forlorn. And oh, you know, oh. <laughs> and then Amanda and Lee look at each other like, oh, God. This just got much more complicated. <laughs> so then now we're back at the agency and Lee is uh, coming in with a bunch of, with a bunch of uh, luggage. Amanda's luggage is already there. So Lee comes in with the luggage and plops it down there. And then Billy's already in the queue waiting for him. And, and uh, Billy's like, hope springs eternal. <laughs> Still trying to make that vacation, huh? He goes, yeah. He goes, nothing short of a nuclear war or the end of civilization as we know it is going to get in my way, Billy. He goes, not even Nick Grant. He goes, he's trying. I'll give you that. He's also getting plenty of help. And then Billy says, meaning he was framed. He goes, like a car with a carpenter's level. He's like, he didn't put that bullet in his head any more than I did. And then here's where Billy says, listen, the old man heard an argument, then a terrible fight. Then he found Nick Grant over the body. That's incriminating. Nobody saw him pull the trigger. Now, did they? He told me he picked up it picked it up after Jason was shot. They are going to bury him, Billy. He goes, you're really worried about him, aren't you? He's like, yeah, not even Nick Grant deserves this. Somehow those missing oils are the key to who killed Jason. Now, Amanda and I are going to keep to keep a little meeting with this big Tony and see what we can come up with. Sounds like police work to me. He goes, no, they already figured they've got their culprit. I think I'd better help you with this. <laughs> I wouldn't want you or Amanda to miss your trip. Trips. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in the script, this is actually a scene between Amanda and Lee, not Billy and Lee. Lee is fumbling for his keys, arms laden with luggage. Amanda, off camera, says, it's open. He, Lee hefts his bags inside, drops them beside Amanda's luggage in the middle of the floor. She's brewing coffee. Amanda says, morning, feel like getting married today? Lee says, I told you, nothing short of nuclear war. And let me add, the end of civilization as we know it can stop this marriage. And Amanda says, not even Nick Grant? And Lee looks worried. He's trying. I'll give him that. And he's getting plenty of help. And she says, meaning he's been framed. And he says, with a carpenter's level. He didn't put a bullet through Jason's head any more than I did. And Amanda says, Mr. McMasters heard the two of them arguing. Then a terrible fight. And he found Nick holding the gun. Pretty incriminating. You know what could have happened, you guys? Nick could have been there when he was shot. And he's covering for... Felicia. Yeah. After she, he saw her shoot him in cold blood, probably. Well, she could have made it seem like she was protecting Nick and and her. You know what I mean? Or if they're having a fight, you know, how yeah, it's physical. Yeah. And he, he said that he was going to hit her, mm-hmm. or you know, well, why would like a self defense thing? Right. And then Maybe. Nick's just not saying anything, right? Anyways. But, well, if anybody knows it's Nick, 
So he's not saying anything or he didn't see. And she's really quick and sly. Mm -hmm. And the shooting. Because it said that there was a fight. They heard the fight between McMasters and Nick. So they, he had to have been alive when he got there. So it had to have been Felicia that shot him when they were all standing there. Yeah. That has to have been how it was. But Lee says, fine, but no one saw him pull the trigger. According to Nick, he picked it up after Jason was shot. And Amanda says, you're worried, aren't you? And he says, they're going to bury him. She goes, what can we do? He goes, find out who actually killed Jason. Somehow those missing oils are the key. I'm going to keep that meat with Big Tony and see what I can turn up. She goes, you didn't tell the police? He goes, no, they figure they've got the culprit. Besides, Big Tony's smart. He'd smell the police a mile away. Want to come along, Mrs. Roth? And she says, why not? I've got some time before I become Mrs. Stetson. Smiling, she says, besides, how many brides get to chase thieves and killers on their wedding day? And (laughs) Lee says, maybe Billy wants in on the fun. They start collecting their luggage. And then we fade out. We cut to the next scene. It's almost the same, but it's different when it's her and him talking instead of him and Billy talking. (laughs) Billy is on the radio with them. And Lee and Amanda are in the a limousine and Francine's their chauffeur. And Billy's like, what's going on? <laughs> and they're ignoring him. She looks good in that tuxedo, I think. Francine? Yeah. She looks cute. Mm-hmm. She sure does. So it's 4.30. Either Big Tony has raised caution to the wind or doesn't plan to meet us at all. We're still on the state 6.20 making a, a one or fourth pass. And now they're turning off and it's the back end of the McMaster's farm. So the art never even left the estate. This estate is like huge though yeah it is holy moly there's some horsies so the vehicles pull up and big tony gets out and the limo francine opens the doors for them oh no that's not big tony oh yeah big tony's in there okay big tony gets out of the back he kind of reminds me of um the monk the guy who plays monk yes he does yeah Yeah. tony shalhoub Shalhoub. yeah Mm -hmm. oh that's funny he looks like tony and he is a tony yeah I love Amanda. She's just got her. Now, this is where you can see her ring a lot more. Plus, it's in the sunshine, so. Yeah. You see her playing with it. But that thing is huge. This is her fun accent. Dixie, it's very nice to meet you. And I can't tell you how we're looking forward to see all that lovely art of yours. Your wife certainly does believe in getting down to brass text. (laughs) She does. Today, you understand, we are just getting acquainted. Uh, All of us seeing the... uh, items for the first time um, no exchange can actually take place until we are satisfied as to all the details uh, mr grant and i will uh, complete the transaction later. yes mr grant ran that down for us the client wants to get to know us better yes customary well now big tony <laughs> We've bought enough sizzling hot art to know you want us to get our hands dirty. Now, why mince words? <laughs> she does speak her mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just try to tell it like it is. Yeah. They're in the stables area here and the art is just behind the wall there and they can hear the big tony talking and they realize that it's Felicia in there and he's like I will act as an intermediary. And he's like, just stay here. And then he goes in to talk to her. <laughs> and they're like sneaking a peek. I have a charming couple interested in the entire lot. May I see the art? The paintings never left the property. <laughs> Unbeknownst to Felicia, the art that she's stolen is fake. They're, they're forgeries. And Tony's like, they're just beautiful. Huh? 
And so you're thinking, oh, okay, a lot of Rembrandts. And he goes, of course, they're all phonies. And she's like, what are you talking about? Not to say they aren't are not fabulous forgeries, some of the best. She goes, that's ridiculous. They came right off the walls of the house. He goes, I've seen it before. Your father-in-law must have needed money, eh? Who knows? You could ask him. And then Lee says, well, I'll ask him. We're federal agents. <laughs> the Roths, huh? We've got no shortage of phonies here today. Let's all step outside, huh? Big Tony's like, uh, so uh, you don't really need me here. <laughs> so they come out and she grabs the the rope that pulls all the hay down on top of them. And you can hear Amanda going, I'm all right. I'm all right. Just go. <laughs> and then we get to see some, some fun uh, horse riding on this. Yep. Bruce loves a good horse ride. Yeah, good horse face. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's got to beat up a woman. He never seems to like to do that. <laughs> Ooh, jumping over the fence and everything. That wasn't him jumping over the fence. <laughs> I mean, where are you going to go? There's, it's all fenced in. The cows were like, I'm getting out of here. This does not look good. I'm going to get shot. Crazy lady on horse. <laughs> Lee sees a gate open, so he takes that. He's going to corner her. Nothing like riding a horse in a suit. <laughs> so she, like, catches herself in, in this corner here. And then she opens the gate to get to get away and then gets stuck in this hay maze type thing. And and uh, then he he jumps off and pulls her down onto the hay. I do like her sweater. It's kind of cute, you know, like mm-hmm. sporty looking. Yeah. So we've got an agency car full of uh, there's like four agents in there and they pull up and he Billy says he'll take it from there. And then all of a sudden <laughs> he tells them that uh, Big Tony told Francine that uh, the paintings are all forgeries. And then all of a sudden you hear this this uh, vehicle pull up, honking its horn. And look at the license plate, guys. LBK192. Again. They just oh used gosh. it. They literally just used this for an, any number can play. <laughs> and, uh, they, use a, they use that limo every time, too. I swear yeah, that, they use that a, a few times. Uh-huh. Or one that looks like it, at least. And uh, uh, so Amanda pulls up and says, you think we can make it? He goes, you drive, we can make it. And then they take off and Billy's like, what is this? And he goes, our vacations, we'll send you a card. (laughs) They are like going to haul ass. Earlier on, they said they were 12 minutes, 12 minutes or 12 miles, 12 miles, I think, from the the justice of the peace. So they aren't that far away. So they're going to just barely make it. So now... Lee's going back and pacing back and forth. He's got the flowers, everything, and he's waiting. And then he's like rushes up and he's like, Amanda, they're going to go home. Come on. So then she finally opens up the door and she looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hair. okay. And he goes, you look beautiful. She's like, you look handsome. <laughs> That's so cute. And then Mrs. Bowman, Lee and Amanda. <laughs> oh, they look so cute. So then we get the wedding vows and the lighting is all nice and the arch behind them. It's really sweet. Yeah. We finally get the wedding, you know. I love his tie color too. It could not be better. I love that teal. I was going to say, that's a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Very cool. They just seem like they're just so in love. It's so sweet. I know they're acting, yeah. but it's really sweet. They really sold it. Yeah. I'm buying it. I'm totally buying it. buying <laughs> it. It's very tender. And the little dimple came out. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think she has one too. Take thee, Amanda, to be my lawful wedded wife. To be my lawful wedded wife. To have and to hold from this day forward. 
to have and to hold from this day forward. For better or worse. For better or for worse. For richer or poorer. For richer or poorer. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. To love and to cherish. To love and to cherish for all the days of our lives. For all the days of our lives. So then Amanda does her vows. And of course, she, she Kate does her perfect uh, voice cracking at the best times. <laughs> so it adds to the moment too. You know, like it's making her voice crack. For richer or poor, in sickness and in health. Well, you know, that might come a little sooner than you think, guys. Yeah. For all the days of our lives. I love the grin he gives her. It's so sweet. Mrs. Bowman's so funny. So Mrs. Bowman has the rings, but in the script, Lee had the rings. And then the way they're holding hands, it's just so sweet. Very endearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the authority I will of the say, hmm? I know it was fake, but I'm glad that we got the cruise wedding episode. That one, even though it was like all the people and yeah. all of it, this is a different mm-hmm. way to do it. But this is, then, this is the way, yeah. <laughs> Quite the yeah. juxtaposition between those two weddings, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. They just look at each other like they don't know what to do. And she's like, you kiss now. And then she lifts the camera up and it's backwards. <laughs> or it's upside down. It's she's so cute. Obvious. Yeah, exactly. But they obviously needed to, to, to have that prodding. And then she goes, yes. <laughs> and then they kiss. Oh, it's cute. Well, they just seem so happy. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit from what the script was. Okay, so Lee is pacing in front of the door, marked ladies. He has on a new suit, and uh, and we see assorted bags from both their luggage next to the wall. He checks his watch. Amanda, he's going to go home. Amanda steps out of the ladies' room in her wedding suit, looking gorgeous and composed. Lee continues and says, you look beautiful. Lee reaches for a bouquet he's put on a chair and hands it to Amanda. And she says, so do you. Where'd you get these? To the, about the flowers. He goes, out front, they were planted on the median strip. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. And then passing, she taps her watch, smiles, uh, Mrs. Bo- uh, Mrs. Bachman, of course, passing, she taps her watch, smiles sweetly. Lee's Lee says, Amanda, I just wanted to say, and Amanda says, I know. And he goes, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. All my life, I've wondered stop what. It. Huh? No, I said, stop it. Like, oh. Yeah, it's just, it's so nice. Go ahead. Okay. Go. I'm on you because I'm going to geek <laughs> No, that's okay. <laughs> you're the best thing that ever happened to me. All my life, I've wondered what this moment would be like, but I never thought I'd find a woman who'd, who'd make me want it so much. You're sure. And she says, let's get the words over. And I'll show you how sure. <laughs> Ouch! Lee takes Amanda's hand tightly in his and they follow Mrs. Bachman into the magistrate's chambers. And then uh, Mrs. Bachman hands Tagsworth the license certificate and wedding preference list. He scans the material as Mrs. Bachman downs the lights slightly and crosses to a cassette machine to start a tape, the wedding march. As a final touch, she lights a single candle, not much, but the room's now intimate and somehow elegant. During this, Tagsworth says, Stetson King, almost right on time. I like that very much. It's a good sign. Reading the form, he says, so here we go. Standard service with the wedding march, rings and recessional beat. One more chance to reconsider. I always provide that. Lee and Amanda look at each other back to Tagsworth. 
Lee says, not on your life. And Amanda says, no, sir. No second thoughts. Tagsworth says, good, good. I like that too. Shall we begin? And then they go from there and they they do their, their vows from that point. And then since we're on it already, I'll just read the... Do you want to have the ending of the script ending now? Which do you like better, the script or the film? Um, they're both good. Honestly, they're okay, both good. Do, let's do the script. So okay. Now. Okay. Yeah. Exterior bed and breakfast in night of day s- number six. Stock photo. Kissing. Lee winces as camera widens. His shirt is unbuttoned. You're welcome, ladies. Uh, and Amanda is wrapping his ribs. There's a knock at the door. They try to ignore. Amanda says, if you'd quit kissing me, I could get this on and you'd feel better. Lee says, here's to feeling better. I've waited four years to do it. Regarding the knock, he says, I'll get that. It's the ice. Amanda says, don't get your hands cold. Amanda produces a little wisp of fantasy from her suitcase and goes to change. Lee ogles the lingerie as he opens the door, then tries to shut it in Nick Grant's face. (laughs) At the door with Lee and Nick. uh, Nick blocking the door. You want privacy? Never leave a map uh, to the hotel in your car. Lee says, my car is private. Go away. Nick says, going, going. Just wanted to tell you that the Picasso is back where it belongs. Hardly a scratch. And then a beat says, also, so you don't worry. Billy squared things with the Turks. And Felicia is yodeling from her, uh, for her life. She and Jason were partners until he got cold feet and Felicia got greedy. Shrugging, that's when she turned Black Widow and off, off the poor guy. Okay, so there you go. Lee says, she was too much. She was too much. She had her grippers into you good. Nick says, so I'll suffer for a change. Lee says, not too long. Not you. Beat it. I'm off duty. I'm not even here. You're talking to a figment. Nick gives champagne. Share this with the other figment. If you need me, I'm in 310. Oh, <laughs> Lee closes the door and can't suppress a grin. The overhead lights go uh, out behind him. Angle to the bed. Amanda's slipping under the covers. Amanda says, why are you still out there, Mr. Stetson? Get in here with me. Lee says, you don't have to ask me twice, Mrs. Stetson. Or is it going to be Mrs. Stetson West? Amanda s- says, tonight it's going to be anything you want it to be. <laughs> Someone's feeling frisky. Yeah, exactly. Lee puts down the bottle, jumps for the bed, squiggles on... <laughs> squiggles under the under the sheets and as they pull up over their heads amanda continuing says you've still got your shoes on and then they freeze frame and fade out <laughs> it's cute yeah, like, I like closure with Nick. yeah it was that's i knew you would i knew you would and then her wrapping his ribs too is kind of cute mm-hmm. like yeah. let's make those extra tight so you don't feel them buddy <laughs> Well, I didn't take it like that. Like, I've been waiting four years to screw you. I think it was more of, I waited four years for us to be together, like married man and wife. But it wasn't four years either. So, I don't know. Maybe. That's an interesting take on it. I never thought of it that way. What does it say again? I waited um, four, years for this. four years for this. And she's like wrap, wrap, touching all up on him and like wrapping his ribs. And, right? Yeah. Hold on. Where does it say? Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Yeah. I've waited four years to do it. Oh. Jeez. Out of context, man. 
Amanda says, if, you, if you'd quit <laughs> kissing me, I could get this on you and you'll feel better. And Lee says, here's to feeling better. I've waited four years to do it. And then regarding the knock, says, I'll get that. It's the ice. So I uh, maybe you could make the argument. Well, I don't want to make that argument. I don't either. I don't, I don't, I don't think they I did. Yeah. Especially he didn't wait four years. He was, he didn't even like her for right, a while right. either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Getting to the film version, which I do enjoy as well. I think both of them have their, their fun parts to it, but, um, <laughs> poor Lena Amanda, you know, <laughs> they have this sweet old lady who I just want to punch her in the face. <laughs> And she's still cleaning their room and getting it all set up. And they're just like, they're like standing next to each other, just waiting. And they're like stretching and, and rubbing their neck and twirling it around. And and then they're rolling their eyes. And she's just taking her sweet time and pulling down the bed. It's like, really, lady, do you really think they care about the mints on their pillow? Right. Oh, but she cares. She does. You can tell she takes her job very seriously. <laughs> and I like how they're about to kiss and then she comes back over and then they have to pull apart. <laughs> it's really cute. And then when Amanda starts be- beating her head against his shoulder, <laughs> that one's funny too. Cause you're like, Oh wow. Usually it'd be Lee that's impatient, but she's definitely. <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> and Lee looks at her like, really lady, are you going to be here any longer? Just like go. And then she takes and puts the do not disturb on there. And then she pats the door. And then you hear Amanda go, wow. Oh, <laughs> maybe his ribs uh, were all healed. <laughs> yeah. He's feeling frisky. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. He's been waiting four years to do it. Jen. <laughs> uh, it was a good. That was cute. This honestly, this is sad. It's bittersweet because I know the rest of them are going to be all Amanda Light, and that sucks. Yep. You know. It's so we have finale. we have six left, and they're all going to be like five minutes of Amanda or less, mm-hmm. which sucks. Yeah. It's once again time for Dottie's bookshelf, and she's pulled some great fanfic that ties into this episode. Her first recommendation is Scarecrow and Mrs. Stetson by Anne. This story was written in August of 1999 and has about 1,500 words. It's rated M for mature audiences. What exactly happened after that maid finally finished cleaning the room? Dottie's second recommendation is Alias, Lee Stetson, written by Gonzania. This story was written in April of 2016 and has about 1,200 words. Amanda knows Lee loves her, but she wants to be sure they really are man and wife this time. And for a bonus, Dottie's provided a third recommendation called The Second First Time by Rianne D. This story was written in July of 2013 and has about 2,700 words. It too is rated M for mature audiences. The author dives into the idea that Lee has never truly known love and Amanda never experienced a truly passionate love life. We hope you enjoy these recommendations. And if you do, be sure to let the authors know. Who knows, you might just ignite their muse for a new story. As always, we'll provide links to these stories on our website in the show notes, but you can also find them on fanfiction.net. So as always, it's time to pull out some videos from the video vault that reflect the season four episode, Do You Take This By? This episode is definitely a fan favorite. The first video was created by TJSNKLVR. 
She used the song A Moment Like This by Kelly Clarkson to create a beautiful tribute to their relationship through the years and all that led up to their wedding day. The last two videos were created by Love S&K, and the first is based on the song All My Life by Carla Bonif, and they, they have spent all their lives looking for each other, and they really are the loveliest two people on the face of the earth. Constant faith and devotion, indeed. The second video from Love S&K, and shown from Lee's point of view, uses the song Perfect by Ed Sheeran, and she really is perfect for him. And all three of these are great wedding videos, but also just great celebration of all that sort of led up to this uh, very special day. So we hope you enjoy those videos. Um, all the videos can be found on YouTube. Uh, and we have provided links on our website at nkcpodcast.com. That does it for Do You Take This Spy? Be sure to join us next time when we travel with Lee and Amanda to sunny California for a lovely and romantic honeymoon. Oh, wait. I just remembered it's not so lovely or romantic. Well, join us anyway. We'll figure out a way to make it fun. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.